All right, everybody, this week on Top 5, we are listing our favorite actors of all time. Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Park? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Top 5. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Chris Holmesworth. Chris who? Holmesworth. <laughs> Say that really, really fast. Five times. Chris Holmesworth. <laughs> how, do we, how do you think we spell Helmsworth? <laughs> What's happening, Aaron? What's going on? Oh, just so excited to be here tonight. I miss doing the show. I heard you were so excited today. What was what was going on with your belly this afternoon? My belly was um, even more excited than the rest of my body, and it was it was not a good day at work. <laughs> what kind um, of noises was it making? Uh, it sounded like a, a toilet flushing. That's what my my belly sounded like. <laughs> uh, I mean, you must have been very excited for tonight's show. That has to be it. Has to be. Even though I don't think we had the topic yet when I when I first texted you. Oi. Yep. <laughs> but we got a good. I people are going to complain. The doctor was supposed to make his return this week, but he's MIA. No idea where he is. He's returned to the bar. <laughs> I think so. He's 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 back at the great the gravely graveyard. <laughs> no idea where he is. Uh, he I said if you want to do it, let text me. Never heard from him. So, just me and you again, Ern. Hey, I'm glad we still have the intro so I can remember what he's like. You, you know what? I'm giving him two more episodes. If he's not back, he's coming off the intro. Screw him. Uh-oh. Penalty. Banned. <laughs> he's banned. We got a good topic today. We were back and forth with a couple different ones. I don't know how we haven't really gone here yet, but this was Ernie's suggestion. We're going to be listing our favorite actors of all time. I have a feeling... We're going to have some duplicates. What do you think? I think four out of my five are going to be on your list. Oh, no. This is not going to be a good show then. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying for sure. I say three of three of the five are the same. That's what I say. Three. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like busting spade, Joe. We got, we got to bet how many. <laughs> and you're saying four? No way for. Okay. Um, definitely three. Definitely three. Yeah, definitely three. There's one guy you always liked more than me. I like I like him. You love him. And I know who it is. Speaking of which, let's start. What do you what? No. I I love me. You really love me. That's true. That <laughs> Uh, last week's episode was fun. We had we did our favorite books of all time. I know it sounds boring, 
Got a lot of great feedback, a lot of uh, interesting book choices from people. Some I've most I've never heard of. Uh, lots of Lord of the Rings and Hobbits, which is weird because, again, I, I think people who have read the Lord of the Ring or the Hobbit just read them because of all the hype. They're really not that good. If you like the Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Rings series and the Hobbit, go read some of those other fantasy choices that I made. Way better than those books. Those are great movies, but not great books. I hypothesize <laughs> that people that love the Lord of the Rings books never read them. Yeah, you're probably, you know what? You're almost a thousand percent right, especially now that the movies are out. At least before the movies, you would have had to have been, you know, a real Lord of the Rings fan and watch the cartoons like we used to. But now that the movies are out and there's even a new series coming out, right? Uh, that's been coming out for a decade now. We'll see when we see it. Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to be a Zeppelin fan, though. I like Lord of the Rings. I, th- I don't know. Was it you that first told me about, uh, Gollum and the evil one. Yep. It's, it's amazing. I love it. If anyone who has never heard Ramble On, go listen to Ramble On, how Plant is talking about Gollum and the evil one. Incredible. One of Robert's fans before Zeppelin was named Hobbiton. Is that true? Yeah. I, mean, I don't make mm-hmm. stuff up. And that's, you know, that's way before the movies, obviously. So they, we can definitely say Plant read Lord of the Rings. <laughs> But, you know, at that time, that was the staple for fantasy books back then. There were no, you know, that was the first of almost the really the first of that genre. So I get it. Back then, I understand they were so different than everything else. They probably were great. But now me, you know, me as a kid in the 80s, I had a lot of other stuff to choose from. And when I read Lord of the Rings, I just, I love the storylines. I just didn't love his writing. It's very slow and lethargic. Yeah, it's, it's not great. It ain't for me, though. Speaking of slow and lethargic, what do you got, Ern? Number five. Oh, Best no, actor. One of them that I don't think you're going to have on your list. Gary Oldman. Definitely not. I like him, but... Yeah, he's great, he's great in every movie he does. Um... We have a seat, boy. We have a sofa egg roll. We got everything here from a little eye Joe to damn Nivano. I think you're too scared to be... Let's see. We're sitting down here, ready to negotiate. <laughs> You've already given up your shit. I'm still a mystery to you. But I know exactly where your white ass is coming from. Started in 86, playing Sid Vicious in Sid and Nancy, all the way to Commissioner Gordon, Sirius Black, and even Dracula. Mm, very nice. I particularly love the professional, by the way. He's the bad guy. I loved him in True Romance. Oh yeah, Fade and oh, so he's amazing in that. Amazing. A lot of great actors in that one. Yeah, one of one of my favorite movies of all time. So good. Very underrated. People don't talk about that. They don't talk about True Romance the way they talk about Pulp Fiction and you know a lot of those types of movies. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. True Romance is right up there in that same genre stuff yeah good choice uh again yeah he i don't know something he just never did it for me i do love most of his stuff but i can't put him in my top five but he's good i like him 
cool. All right. My number five. I don't think you're going to have my number five. And then after this, we're going to start duplicating a lot of stuff. So this might be a 15-minute episode. My number five is the handsome, the charming Mr. P- no, not Ernie. Mr. Paul Newman. I can eat 50 eggs. That's the last yeah, one in there now, He's got to swallow it all the time, up. He's got to swallow it all the time, up. Ten, get it down nine, nine, eight, 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 Swallow the last. No, he didn't swallow it. Do you think so, huh? Well, let's take a look here. Open that mouth. Not on my list. Always loved him. Everything about him. He's just so cool. Obviously, starting with, you know, I love Cool Hand Luke, one of my favorite movies of all time. The Hustler, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And then, you know, then you go into like Slapshot and stuff like that. And Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. So many great, great. The Sting. Just a great. He's so, when he's on the screen, he's so uh, charismatic that, you know, you, your eyes lock to him. He just, he's... He takes over whatever scene he's in. And I always find that that's a sign of a really good actor where you see other actors kind of struggling to stay with him. And I don't even mean just sharpness and dialogue, just charisma. When he's on the screen, there's something about him that takes over the screen. I love uh, Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> so good. I'll tell you, our, our first choices really um show who me and you are, where... You chose Newman, and I chose Oldman. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think. Look at that. Nicely done. Newman and Oldman. Nice. <laughs> exactly who we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're off to a pretty good start here. What do you got? Now Now I have a big, big problem. I think we're going to be duplicating. I think the next three might be duplicated. My next one, number four, Jack Nicholson. Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? Stay with me. Please. Don't hurt me. I'm not gonna hurt you. Stay away from me. Wendy. Stay away. Darling, light of my life. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I've heard of him. Cuckoo's Nest, The Shining, The Departed, Chinatown. And one of my favorite roles I want to point out is As Good As It Gets, which I thought was really one of, one of his best. Uh, but it, he, he, he really can't do no wrong. I, I, I ju- literally just watched Good As It Gets. It was on the middle of the night the other night. I was, I was up. It's, I mean, I know everyone, you know, everyone remembers the, you can't handle the truth. That, don't get me wrong, that's incredible, that scene. But all the stuff in the courtroom when when he's still cool and collective and, you know, he's really almost interrogating Tom Cruise instead of the other way around. 
He's so good. Again, one of those guys, when he's on the screen, whew, nobody's going to touch him. We have one issue, though. We're not talking about the same movie. What? A few... Oh, as good as it gets, few good men. I'm talking about. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Otherwise, we're doing yes. great. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> what we have here is failure. Failure to communicate. communicate. <laughs> yes, I. Yeah, I don't know what that. I, and it's so funny. Just you know, Jack is gonna be on my list later too. I have as good as it gets too, and I was. <laughs> shut up. But they're both very good. Oh, agreed. But good as yeah, good as it gets, it's it's he's he's such a you know old you know miserable guy. He's, it's so good. He's so great in that. Every time he opens his mouth, it's it's oh, a layer. Gold. Yeah. Gold, Jerry. Gold. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. I know my number four is on your list. So again, listen, I was gonna take some of these guys off because I know you have them, but I can't. I can't. This is my list, right? Only the doctor does that crap. Yeah, doctor substitute. He doesn't know what he's doing. He just wants. He just wants more time to talk. That's what it is. All right, my number four. You ready? <laughs> yes. Does he have the same initials as you? Yes, he does. Mister James Cagney. Time, Rocky. You ready? Yeah. You uh, you think I'm going in with me? I'd like to, Rocky. That is, if you can, if you wish. You mind, Father? Certainly not. That's better. You can't lose him going down that last mile. No. I don't want to die, oh, please. I don't want to die, oh, please. Oh, don't make me burn out. Yeah, he's he's on my list. So yeah, I know. Again, you know, you talk about him, and I'll talk about my guys again too. But Cagney, I think I introduced you to Cagney, right, Aaron? No. <laughs> you definitely introduced me to Cagney. I was definitely one of those guys. Even though I'm a, you know, Honeymooners is my favorite show ever, and a lot of black and white TV I've always been into my whole life. Lucy and Leave It to Beaver. I could never. I was one of those guys that could never get into black and white movies. Until you started, I think Cagney was the first stuff you showed me, black and white, I'm assuming. And then we really got crazy. Like, you went all the way back to silent movies, and <laughs> yeah, we went nuts. Uh, but the, one. The, Cag, the Cagney stuff, is it's so good. And his act, you know, listen, it's different. Act, people will say, that, oh, he's not a great actor. It's so over the top. It, it, acting back then is different than it is now. Acting back then was over the top. It was more theater acting than TV and movies, because that's where they came from. They, TVs and movies were brand new. So the acting in those, you know, those old gangster movies are ridiculous and over the top and bigger than life. But that's how it was back then. It's it, it's no fault of his own. That's what people wanted. But then when you see, you know, obviously all the 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 gangster movies Cagney was in, but then the st like stuff like Yankee Doodle Dandy, when he's singing and tap dancing and, and you know, is... Again, live, just the screen is on fire when he's on there. But then possibly my favorite Cagney movie, The Time of Your Life. It's just, you know, again, it's one of those movies you introduced me to. You told me the whole backstory that Cagney almost got blacklisted for making this movie. And the movie literally is about nothing. 
I will guarantee you nobody else is, I don't even know of anyone else. I don't know one other person besides the people in our group that have, has even heard of this movie, never mind watched it. So incredibly weird. <laughs> it's just about nothing. It's about this rich guy that sits in a bar all day and just kind of people watches, right? Absolutely. Yeah. He's a watcher of people. Yep. And he just, you know, he doesn't even like to get up to dance, right? He's, I don't even like to walk. <laughs> I don't even like to walk. <laughs> War! It's just, it's just a, I, it's a movie that I always thought about, you know, eventually if I ever, you know, broke into the movies more and stuff like that, it's something that I almost wanted to remake. It's that good. And to have a, like a big actor to play a, the Cagney character, it's just about nothing. They're in a bar, interaction with the people coming in and out of the bar, but his acting is so, so great in it. I love him so much that when I come to mention him later, I'm going to pretend you didn't even choose him. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Number three. Uh, here's where three and two, uh, it can go back and forth here. And this argument has been going on with us for years. Number three, I chose De Niro. <laughs> What's the matter? Lighten up. Let's get to work on that after we work on this, of course. How did you get here? We walked in the door. What do you mean, how did we get here? Jerry, what's the matter with you? How did you get here? Look, I think you're upset. I'm gonna leave my material here. We'll talk later. You've got more important things to worry about. We'll just take a stroll around, wait till lunchtime. Did anyone ever tell you you're a moron? You know, Jerry, I want to tell you something. Ordinarily, I wouldn't allow anybody to speak that way about Rita. But since it's you, I know you're only kidding. <laughs> He's a real character. Uh, and you could, you, I'm sure you can guess what my number two is. That oh, it's like yes. hand in hand. The two of them are actually tied together in history in a lot of ways. Uh, all my favorite movies are covered by these two guys. With Goodfellas, Godfather 2, Raging Bull, The King of Comedy, Cape Fear. And with the two of them together, to really give it away, Heat. <laughs> but it's interesting. Uh, an interesting movie of De Niro's that I wanted to throw out is Awakenings. Oh, God. So great. Very different. Different role for him. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, well, I mean, it's a good role to watch. I don't know if fun might be the right word. It's a, it's a sad one. Yeah. I, you know, obviously, he's on my list. You, you know, you already got my next two. So my next two are not going to be, obviously, as uh, captivating as from when you said it. But... Yeah, my, you know, I'll just go right into it. Might as well. I mean, De Niro will be later on in my list, but I mean, I'll go into more detail when I talk about him, but I can't disagree with anything you said. He's phenomenal. I will disagree with your next pick, but we'll, ah. talk, we'll talk about that when you go to it. Right. So my number three, back to your number four, Jack Nicholson. Again, one of those guys, just when he's on the screen, Cuckoo's Nest, Chinatown, Batman, all of these movies, they're, you know, they're such bigger than life roles. Maybe they're not even bigger than life roles. Shining, he makes them bigger than life. It's it's his characterization of, you know, I can just see him, you know, getting a script for these characters and then turning them into a Nicholson character. There's no way these characters are written like that. You know what I mean? He makes them what they are and that to me is the sign of a, a really great actor he's you know like you said 
as good as it gets, you know, later on in his career when he's a little older, but all his younger stuff, Chinatown, most people, I guess it was a big movie, but nowadays you won't, you won't find a lot of people that know Chinatown unless they're our age, right? Yeah, I, I see what you are. It's kind of getting lost to history. It didn't win any Oscars. People, yeah, just people, I think it's, I don't know if it's because it's so old or because it's early Nicholson, but when they when you people talk about Nicholson, they talk about A Few Good Men, they talk about The Shining, of course. They talk about all his, you know, when he's really crazy, Nicholson. Chinatown is in, is unbelievable. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I'll just, I can just rehash all the stuff you said, but Nicholson, Cuckoo's Nest is to me at his, at his all-time best. That's his peak of his powers right there. He's as good as The Shining is. Cuckoo's Nest is undeniable. Not only him, but the cast of characters in Cuckoo's Nest. I think you might have picked it when we did our favorite movie. Is that your favorite movie of all time? Yep. I mean, Nicholson, yeah. you got you got the Joker and the Penguin in that movie. So come on. How are you gonna how can you lose? Oh, and uh the doctor from uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh my god, so many, so many great character actors in that movie. Cast is superb. All right. I know where you're going with number two. Shocking. Al Pacino. I'm reloaded. Okay? Come on in here, motherfuckers. Come on, I'm waiting for you. You think you're big time? You're gonna fucking die big time! Uh, now, I, I know you're gonna argue, and that's okay. Um, That's what this is for, but I, maybe, I don't know if I got the order right. I mean, I think I like Pacino a little better than De Niro. And it, as I get older, I think Pacino has an edge. I think. But listen to this list. Godfather. Dog Day Afternoon. Serpico. Carlito's Way. Oh, it's a good one. Son of a Woman. Oh. Roscoe. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think he's got the, he's got a little bit of an edge. It's so close though. I want to I want to yell at you, but yeah, I mean yes. I, the, all of those movies are incredible. Scent of a Woman, which I actually forgot about. Of course, Donnie Brasco. Uh, obviously, Godfather. You know, but Carlito. Carlito to me might be him again at his at his peak. I love him in Carlito, uh, but something about well, both I think De Niro and Pacino. Weirdly, that they're such big famous actors that people think are maybe the two best of all time. They have a lot of crappy roles too throughout their careers. They did a lot of crap, <laughs> but the the great movies are all time greats. But Something about Pacino's acting over the years. I'm the opposite. When I was young, I loved. I I don't know if I would ever be able to pick the two of out of the two of them, hand in hand, go back and forth, back and forth. But now, as I get older and I go back and watch some of Pacino's stuff, even Scarface, some of the stuff in Heat, he's sometimes too over the top. What's the new one he just did? The Irishman. Yeah. Right. Didn't like him at all in The Irishman. I thought it was so far over the top, over the edge. 
that's where Pacino loses me sometime when, when he goes, even Carlito's a little over the edge too. Don't, don't get me wrong, but this De Niro is just more grounded. I think where Pacino goes a little too far with the overacting sometimes. You want to see Pacino at his most overacting. You, you got to check out the devil's advocate. Oh, good. Yeah, of course. <laughs> good point. But I, um, you ever see a movie called the insider? I think I, yeah, I saw that. Is he like, uh, is he a cop? No, in the insider, um, he works for the TV show 60 Minutes. Oh, I didn't see that. No. I, I love this movie. I love the insider. Yeah, I don't know it. It's a Michael Mann movie. It's the, I think it's the movie Michael Mann made right after Heat. Oh, really? So was this is late 90s, mid 90s? Uh, I'm going to guess 99. I will check it out. Again, don't get me wrong. I love Pacino, but. I don't include him on this list because of the things I said. I, I think, you know, he's still one of my favorite, his movies off the charts, every movie you named incredible dog day. Another one of those movies I think gets lost in the shuffle over the years, dog day. People don't remember that. Obviously they remember the Godfather. They remember Scarface. People don't go back and watch dog day where, you know, it's based on the true story that happened in Brooklyn. Just, yep. you know, phenomenal. I love dog day afternoon. Oh, me too. But if you want to talk about movies that were huge when I was young and now I'll never even mention, Injustice for All. Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot all about that. You're right. When I was little, that movie was like considered Pacino at his greatest when that came out. God, I haven't even seen that in got to be 20 years. Yeah, that's something I'd like to go back to. I got to tell you um, about your what you said about Pacino. Um. I mean, the show, me and you, we're brothers, and I love you. But don't ever go against the family again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I'll argue Pacino, but I, I understand your pick. It, it's a little juvenile because, you know, you, you're not that educated, but I get it. My number two, again, is your number three, you son of a bitch. Got to go, De Niro. All the stuff you named, of course, Godfather 2. But just like Dog Day on Pacino, the, the forgotten De Niro amazing role is king of comedy. He is so good in this, this movie. I remember the first time I saw this. I don't even know. I was like middle of the night, saw this movie come on. I had no interest in watching it. I saw it was De Niro. Didn't even know like it was, it was this weird dark comedy. He's so great in this movie that no one ever talks about this movie anymore. Why? It was it was that a big hit, Ern? Uh, well, we're talking '83. Uh, no, I don't remember it being huge. Right, I don't either. Jerry Lewis, obviously. Who else is in it? Sandra Bernhardt? Yeah. Just, ah, uh, he's, he's a, it's just so good. You know, but again, and then there's stuff like, honestly, stuff like Taxi Driver to me hasn't aged as well as it, it once was. I think when I, I remember being a kid, Taxi Driver was, oh my God, Taxi Driver is incredible. Eh, I never find myself going back to Taxi Driver anymore. I would say the same thing um, also about Mean Streets. Yeah, I agree. My memory of Mean Streets is way better than the movie. I saw it not that long ago again. It's not as good as I remember. Yeah. 
But then, you know, like you said, awakening, stuff like that. De Niro shows his diversity. Even Cape Fear. Yeah. Yeah, Cape Fear still lives lives up too. All right. We're at our number one. I know yours, but let me recap. Number five, Gary Oldman. Number four, Jack Nicholson. Number three, Robert De Niro. Number two, Al Pacino. Number one, what do you got? <laughs> Is it any question? Uh, obviously, uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Again. Sorry. Come on. Agni's my number one. Angels with Dirty Faces, one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Um, it's my second favorite movie of all time, and it's close. It gets up there. Then there's White Heat, also a perfect movie for me. I don't think any of these other guys could have done Yankee Doodle Dandy. No way. Everyone knows Public Enemy, 1931, but he released five other movies that same year. What? Really? Yeah, six movies in 1931. And then he did Ragtime over 50 years after his first movie. Crazy. And one day, I wouldn't be surprised if me and you do an entire podcast on the movie The Time of Your Life. It's not a bad idea. We could we could literally do, I remember it being a pretty short movie. We could do a watch along and just have the movie playing on our podcast and me and you do commentary like mr uh, mystery science through theater 3000 <laughs> we will really we will literally have no viewers <laughs> but i will enjoy it immensely and which is real honestly and I, I say it every week that's what this is for just even just tonight getting the uh injustice for all now i i know now i want to go back and watch that and even you know doing my research too i forgot paul newman the verdict i haven't seen that in so long Got to go watch that immediately. Yeah, it's good stuff. Classic. But I would love to do a Time of Your Life episode. And if we and if the copyright screws up, maybe we could just reenact it ourselves. Yeah, even better. <laughs> but first of all, the copyright will not screw up because no one's ever heard of it. <laughs> no one knows that movie. It's impossible. Oh, even even Colleen loves it. So let me ask you seriously. So I, I, I didn't see that first, of course. I saw all the other main Cagney movies, and I was a fan of Cagney before I saw that movie. Same with you? Yeah. Th this movie, I, I came across total accident. So let me ask you this. Do you think if we're recommending movies to people, I don't know if someone can start, if they don't know Cagney that well, you can't just watch Time of Your Life and appreciate that movie. I don't think you can. I, I think you're better off starting with uh, White Heat and Angels. Agreed. I, I don't even recommend Public Enemy too much anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. I agree. That It's so old, it doesn't live up as much. I mean, the grapefruit scene is, is, is hysterical. Oh, well, that's but, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, t tell a little bit of the story behind Time of Your Life, how Cagney wanted to make this movie, but he was the you know biggest star in Hollywood at that time doing gangster movies well um time of your life was 48 and he wanted to start branching out he's obviously being typecast so he creates this movie you know with his own money and everything and when it was released the movie companies actually paid movie theaters not to show it 
to really uh, to destroy the movie, to um, saying it would ruin their their golden egg, golden goose of, of course, Cagney. sure. And and he and he had they had another movie ready. White Heat was the very next year. That was the movie that the movie companies had waiting for him. And, and obviously, you watch White Heat. It's got to be Cagney. <laughs> I do agree oh. with the movie. I do yeah. believe in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, again, back then, you know, you, they're they're thinking they like you said they have their golden goose in this gangster actor, but him branching out doing stuff like Time of Your Life, Yankee, Yankee Doodle Dandy. That's what makes Cagney who he is. I love the gangster stuff, but if it was all gangster stuff, I wouldn't love as love him as much as I do. You remember one, two, three? I don't remember. When he's on trying to sell Coca-Cola to the East Germans. <laughs> I don't oh my God, yes. Wow. But I only saw that that one time, I think. Such a funny movie. Wow, I don't yeah, I don't even remember a lot of it. There's one great scene. What year was that? 61. What's There's the an scene? Incredible scene in that movie when um he's meeting with the um the Russians and, and they're giving him Cuban cigars and smoking and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you got these. And uh, these are illegal. How'd you get them? And the Russians go, We got a deal with Cuba. Um we, we they send us cigars, we send them missiles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's so funny. I remember being a kid when I used to hear Cuban cigars were illegal. I thought they were like, you know, something super bad. You know, I don't, you know, as a kid, you don't realize it's just because we don't have any trading with Cuba. That's why they're illegal. You think it's something forbidden. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, I agree. Everyone out there, if you're not a James Cagney fan, get out there and go watch some Cagney movies. I suggest even, I would go White Heat 1 because it's the most mainstream, I think. Then go to Angels. And then if you really start liking Cagney, go to Time of Your Life. White Heat is more popcorn. So, yeah. Yeah. White Heat is more my more digestible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a great scene in White Heat where um he um kidnapped one of his own crew, uh, one of the old bay guys, and locks him in a trunk. Trunk. And <laughs> eating a piece of chicken, and the guy's crying, there's no air. Because, oh, you have nowhere? I'll, 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 I'll give you some air. And so start shooting in the trunk to make holes. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, white heat is. Yeah, so great. Remember All when right. he kills one of his own? Because he's, um, he's uh, what do you call it when you're, when you're giving up? He's, he's, give, he's giving up. Surrendering? Yeah, when he's surrendering to the cops. Yes, so yes. He, he you... the gun him and shoots him in the back of the head. <laughs> Again... <laughs> the good, the great part about Cagney, in these, in, especially in White Heat, he's not just a gangster. He's psychotic. He's he's yeah. Joe Pesci in Casino and, and Goodfellas before there was a Joe Pesci. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Joe Pesci and uh, Michael Madsen from Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Michael Madsen actually said that he was channeling Cagney. Oh, in, really? In that movie, in that, in that scene in particular that everybody talks about. Yeah, says, I mean, I was doing James Cagney. I mean, if you're a fan of either one of those movies or any scene with, you know, Pesci or with uh, in in uh, Reservoir Dogs, go back and watch these Cagney movies. You will not be disappointed. All right. Back to my number one. So let me recap. My number five, Paul Newman. Number four, James Cagney. Number three, Jack Nicholson. Number two, Robert De Niro. My number one. Gene Simmons. How did you know? No. 
Gene Gene's actually a pretty good actor. I like his movies. But I gotta go with Rocco himself, Sylvester Stallone. Took me long enough to get here. Ten years to come to my house. Huh? What's the matter? You don't like my house? My house stink? That's right, it stinks! Prime. What about my prime, Mick? At least you had a prime. I ain't had no prime. I ain't had nothing. Legs are going, everything is going. Nobody's getting no nothing. Guy comes up, offers me a fight. Big deal. Want to fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight. I wouldn't want to fight that big fight. It was gonna happen to me. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that. And you want to be ringside and see it? Do you? You want to help me out? You come around here, you wanna move in here with me? Come on in, come ice house! Real nice, come on in and move! It stinks! Two place stinks! Always been my favorite, and again, it's not always just about acting, it's about everything he's in. Just about, let me say, just about everything he's in, I love. I love every Sly movie. And for people to say that, you know, he's not a great actor, he does, you know, he's just this place, he plays Rocky or he plays Rambo shooting everyone. Go watch the first Rocky and the scene where Mick comes to him when Rocky wants Mick to train him. And Mick comes there and after the while, and then Mick wants to train Rocky and Rocky's screaming at Mickey through the door. It's such a powerful scene. Or at the end of... uh first blood when when his commander finds him in in the you know barricaded up in the store and he's crying screaming how his friend you know he couldn't find his friend's legs and he's screaming crying he is a phenomenal actor yeah he was an 80s action movie star of course so he did all of those movies but the the the, before they became these big blockbuster 80s action movies the first rocky First Blood, which is the first Rambo. Then fast fast forward to stuff like Copland. He is such a diff- diverse actor. He's not Rocky. People think he's Rocky in real life. That way he's not, not really acting. He's acting, you idiots. Rocky, the first one, is one of the most incredible movies of all time. It's my favorite movie of all time. Oh, it's great. Yep. It's my favorite movie... His performance, and listen, I, I, I understand it gets bubblegum by the time Rocky Three rolls around and Rocky Four, but Rocky Three and Rocky Four are two of my, two of my top ten movies of all time. They're, they're, they're just, you know, nonstop fun. Stallone is great in them. The drama, the action. Yeah, I, I understand people don't like love them because they're this goofy 80s action movies, but Stallone is still great in all of these movies. Even stuff like I, the super underrated, over the top, one of my favorite movies, Demolition Man. I, I get it. I know people are going to laugh with all these other great actors we named, and I, I named Stallone. Stallone is is up there with them, and then some. Okay. <laughs> uh, are you uh, disagreeing with my, my sly pick? 
Oh, I, I don't know. Um, was he in Stop or My Mom Would Shoot? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's also Rhinestone. Rhinestone, yeah, sure. A um, good one. Over the top. <laughs> but what about Nighthawks? You see Nighthawks? Not in a, in a very long time. Oh, go watch Nighthawks. Him and Billy D. Williams. Rutger Hauer is the villain. Stallone plays, uh, you know, this rugged cop in New York. He's got the beard in that one. He he's so far from what Rocky is in that movie as the character that he plays. Just so such a great great cop movie, early '80s. Even stuff like Victory, when he's you know he's the soccer player. Just you know he played a lot of different roles that people don't realize over the years. When I think of Nighthawks, I think of uh, WHT. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too. I used to have WHD. Womeco. Womeco. That was the very first. That was even before HBO. Yep. I had WHT, and I also had the HBO. Remember the like the the antenna that yeah. looked like that, like uh, like a looked like a corkscrew or something, right? The original cable. Yeah. Crazy, but I, you're right. Nighthawks. I remember watching on WHT. That's so crazy. Yeah, and you know what's so funny? funny? Where we grew up in Brooklyn, I'm not sure if it was where you were, but in Marine Park where I was, I didn't get regular cable until the 90s. I had WHT and HBO periodically, but I didn't have like cable, all the different channels, MTV and so on and so forth, H, you know, USA and all that until the early, early 90s. What about you? That sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, I remember having to go to Mike Leone's just to watch MTV. Where did Leone live? He lived just across the street, but I don't know. <laughs> but he had, I don't, I, I can't explain it. No, he I had it. I, yeah, my, I, my block did not have, and let, you know, again, unless who the hell knows, you know, my mom probably, we didn't have money to buy cable and we just, she probably just told me, no, we can't get it yet because it's not in the area. Who the hell knows? <laughs> I had to just go like, over there. And keep watching the uh, the Metallica one video over and over and over again. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't even see MTV even in like a friend's house or anyone's house until I think 1990 was the first time I even saw MTV because my my area didn't have cable. Well, you had U68 though. I had the Power <laughs> Hour, baby. The Thor and Raven. That's oh, how I got introduced to all that stuff. Yep. Queensryche. Queensryche, Grim Reaper. Oh, see you in hell. Yeah, of course. Hell, my friends, see you in hell. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, so again, back to the actors. You know, everyone, please let us know who your favorite actors are. We, it's funny, we have no, nobody even remotely knew. Even like, I mean, not not that he's new anymore, like a DiCaprio, or, you know. Even a Tom Cruise. No, we didn't have anyone even. What's the youngest guy we have on these lists, Cern? Who's the youngest guy? I'm is Gary up. Oldman the youngest? Oh, is Oldman the youngest? <laughs> He's got to be younger than Cagney, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> Stallone, Nicholson, De Niro, Newman. Well, is Newman dead now? Yeah, right? Yeah. Stallone... Nicholson, De Niro, Pacino are all in their 70s. Cagney's dead. Newman is dead. Gary Oman, I, I don't believe, is in his 70s, right? He's got to be the youngest. And that's... <laughs> I'll tell you, you mentioned Tom Cruise, though. Tom Cruise is underrated, a great actor. I agree. 
and you you'll see when he dies. Suddenly, he's going to be like incredible when he when it, when it, when he dies. Yeah, everybody's distracted by all the other crazy crap right now. I agree. Gary Oldman, sixty three. He's our youngest actor that we have. Okay. Honorable mentions. Yeah, what do you got? My father always argues that our greatest living actor is Gene Hackman. Ooh, he's a good one. He says he's if he's never done a bad movie. <clears throat> I also really like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. He's got more talent in his left foot than I have in my whole body. <laughs> my left foot. Of course, friend of the show, the incredible Greg Prosser. Oh. I, <clears throat> I order all my diehard groupies to immediately watch Second Chance by Greg Prosser. I got to tell you, I agree. Greg is great. He is. Greg, a guest of the show. He's been on twice, Aaron? Once or twice? I think only once. Greg will be back. This would have been a good one to have Greg on. But Greg's yeah. schedule is hectic. He's, he's a working man, and he's an actor part-time. So, But he's you're right. He's he's really good. Really good. Yeah, I got He's he would be the youngest, yes. <laughs> he would be the youngest. Another one of mine, again, not unfortunately not living. Burt Reynolds always loved Burt Reynolds. You know, more for the comedy stuff. Cannibal Run is one of my favorite movies of all time. Both smoke, you know, Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, oh my God, what else? I mean, Jesus God, what's the football movie, Ernie? Longest Yard. Thank you. The original Longest Yard before Adam Sandler. God, what a great movie that is. The, the Adam Sandler one is not good. The, no. uh, the Burt Reynolds one is so, so great. Deliverance. You know, so many. He's done so much stuff. Another guy you don't hear about. I mean, he was the biggest actor of the 70s, probably. But you don't hear about him in the same vein as some of these big actors that we talk about. Because he was, he was pigeonholed for a while. But yeah. come on, Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah. One of the greatest movies of the nineties, if not if not the greatest, is Boogie Nights. It's a good one. Go, moving back to when you said Gene Hackman, you know what's a movie that I tr always try to like of Gene Hackman's movie, and I I just I don't I don't get the fascination with it. Hoosiers. The basketball movie. Yep, I don't like it. Very I awesome. love I love sports movies, which that's another good topic we got to do one of these days. Never liked Hoosiers. I don't get it. Doesn't it doesn't do anything for me? You like that movie? I don't even know if I ever saw it. <laughs> it it's no Rambo three, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> this was a good one. Everyone, send your emails to top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite actors of all time. I'd love to hear some younger opinions to hear you know what what, what the kids today like Ern. you know you know what i'm trying to say absolutely trying, i wonder what my daughter's picks would be for favorite actors god i think the jonas brothers and it wouldn't be good <laughs> olivia rodrigo yeah i i gotta tell you i watch high school musical the musical the show the program the the show the hit what is it called again high school the musical the musical the series Yes, I, I watched the first season. Really enjoyed it. It's great. Oh, yeah, it's love very it. underrated. Yeah, I was a big Glee fan too. Glee I loved, and that's what got me into this. I never watched the original High School Musical, which I heard was pretty good. It's good, but it's not. It's very different 
than um the series. Yeah. The series is more drama enforced. Yeah. That's the it. other one is more is more cookie cutter, right? Disney yeah. more old school Disney stuff. Yeah. It's a musical. Yeah, I mean, people who are listening to this episode, when we're, to, we're we're going into great detail about Cagney's 1931 Public Enemy and Time of Your Life and Dog Day Afternoon, I don't know how we got to High School Musical, the musical, the series, but we're there, baby. <laughs> but that's the diversity that shows you we we don't just like the old, you know, the old men's, we like the young men's. We like the Newmans. We like the Newmans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a good one, everyone. Again, send your emails to top five uh, with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite picks. Let us know anything you think of the show. Let us know. We'll take a little poll. I'm going to do a poll on Twitter, maybe. How many people want the doctor back? How many don't? I know I don't one. Know. I know one that doesn't. <laughs> I know yeah. two. In, actually, I know two in your house that doesn't. <laughs> Maybe more, possibly more, even even Jedi. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> All right, Aaron, this is a great one. We'll see you next time.